Welcome on to the Backstretch. I'm Heather Williams, and as you know, this is a home game for me this weekend. We are racing at the Bristol Motor Speedway. It's about five miles from my apartment. I'm pretty excited to get this thing fired up this weekend. I think it's going to be a really interesting test for BMS as far as dirt racing goes. There's a lot of things that need to be resolved from last season. First of all, the dust. The dust was bad last year. It was dusty Friday at practice. They're going to have to really figure out how to keep that dust down to make the race entertaining. Also, I think it's going to be interesting to see how racing on Easter goes. This is the Bible Bell. A lot of people were not happy about this race being run on Easter. But I understand what Fox was trying to do, right? They're trying to create an event. When you think of big sporting events, you think of the NBA on Christmas. You think of NFL football on on Thanksgiving. We sit there all day on Thanksgiving in our family and even when we're doing things together in the background those NFL games are on. So I see what they're trying to do. They're trying to create a family event but I'll also be interested to see what attendance looks like in person. I've lived in Bristol since 2015. I've been coming to the races since 2002. Attendance for the spring race has been terrible since probably around the mid-aught 2000s, 05, 06, it has been declining. By the year before we tried this, well, actually I guess two years because 2020 was a pandemic year, but in 2019, <laughs> the attendance for the spring race was so sad. Now, any other sporting event and this attendance is amazing, right? I mean, if you put 100,000 people at a baseball game, you couldn't, you'd need four stadiums. I mean, those venues aren't that big, but because Bristol is so big, if you have 80,000 people, it looks empty. So hopefully the dirt, the Sunday, the, you know, pomp and circumstance, the special church service that they're holding, all the things that the track is doing, hopefully that will attract people back to the spring race because Bristol's atmosphere goes up against any atmosphere in all of sports when that stadium is full or even close to full. So I really hope that this move will will change some things up, will, will revitalize the stadium. Because if not, I'm, I'm afraid that, you know, Bristol may lose the spring race. It may end up going to the Nashville Fairgrounds or something like that. So maybe North, North Wilkesboro in the truck race. So... I'm really excited to see what happens this weekend at Bristol, and I hope, I hope, I hope it turns out to be a good race. I'm joined, as always, by our crew chief, Chris Carrier, who also happens to be the crew chief from the number 75 food country truck in the Caping World Truck Series. Chris, I feel like this weekend's cup race in Martinsville was the first real dud for the next-gen car, but I'm not sure if it's car's fault. I think it had more to do of the cool conditions. Do you agree? And you think that maybe we shouldn't race under the Martinsville lights anymore, at least in the spring? Um, I, I definitely put a put a plus on the a check mark on the not late racing under lights. I don't think we need to be racing there under cool conditions. Um, I think it's very hard to find a tire that will dissipate heat and dissipate the rubber and let the track rubber up so there can be more grip. You can have two-lane racing. You can have passing. You can have tire fall off so that a guy's car that's better balanced can be better than a guy's car that's not better balanced. And again, you can have passing. Um, I think that's all, all the above is we need to go back with that, what was working a few years back as far as that goes. It, it, for, from my 
perspective, I wish they'd go back <laughs> to buy supply tires. That's not going to happen. But uh, I don't. I don't think you can blame the car just yet. Let's let's don't be too too quick uh, for that. But uh, yeah, I'd like to see the Martinsville races, the concrete races, to be on uh, to to be during the sunshine where there's some heat and get some rubber on the track and see, see you see better racing then. All right, well, we don't talk about the Xfinity Series very much here, but I feel like we kind of have to talk about what happened on the race yeah. Friday night between Ty Gibbs and Sam Mayer. What are your thoughts on the scuffle? Well, the scuffle was actually pretty good. I mean, uh, <laughs> Ty did a smart thing by keeping his helmet on, as you said, before we came on the air. Uh, both of them, are, look, both of them are young kids. They're like 19 years old uh, and, or, or somewhere right around there. So they're, you can't really say they're pure adults yet they're in a they're in a big stage they've come up quick they're you know most 19 year old kids are still trying to get out of high school some of them and going to college and stuff like that and doing things on a very local low profile level but these guys are on national tv and there's a lot of pressure there ty has been kind of tearing it up a little bit and he's you know he's coach gibbs grandson so on and so forth so there's always going to be a little bit of jealousy there but the same thing with sam mayer he he's also he's been pushed his career been pushed along by chevrolet and also funding that comes from family and so on and so forth so uh, there, there's going to be people pointing fingers at him anyway but they're 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 going for wins they're going to run up front uh um i think at least sam was racing for the hundred thousand dollar bonus it got right down to the end Ty got jumped by his by his teammate. Clean start, clean restart. Green white checkered, led the whole race, got beat, and then Sam comes along, kind of waylays him. And you know what? It's just what it is. And the tempers flared, and uh, probably said some words they shouldn't say, and they got smart aleck with one another, and then escalated. And first thing you know, they're they're in a little bit of a punching match. But I know they both got called to the NASCAR truck and probably got earful. But I don't think. I don't think anything NASCAR said would probably even com compare to what Coach Gibbs said to his grandson afterwards. So there was probably some new ground chewed up after that. <laughs> so we'll see where it goes. They're, I mean, they're kid, they're, they're, these guys got a lot of passion, and they want to get up to the Sunday series. And uh, we see those guys doing the same thing. So And they're 20 years older than these dudes. So I, I don't, you know, I'm not going to. You know, I'm not going to condemn either one of them. Uh, I don't know Ty very well. With Sam drove our truck last year once, and I, uh, he's a he's a good young man. I love talking to him. Very high spirited. That's just what it is. You know, it, it, I don't. It's it's all right. <laughs> it is all right. You need that right. every once in a while. So Chris, late last week, an appeals panel upheld the penalty against Brad Keselowski. Kozlowski told the media at Martinsville this weekend it was for repairing a tailpiece in the back of his car because of the short part shortage. So, what is your reaction to the penalty and how Brad says that they got it? Uh, Heather, I understand his answer and I understand his position. Uh, there has been a part shortage with these things and I, I don't really know that that's anybody's fault. It's just part of what's going on it kind of comes with the territory and it, it puts everybody in a, a kind of a bad position it puts NASCAR kind of in a bad position uh, should they be in a little bit more understanding maybe maybe uh, it's a pretty big penalty for what he got there but I see their side of it too that like okay this this all this part of like we're 
we're not going to manufacture or repair any parts the race teams we're going to buy them specifically from certified specific vendors every part on the car basically and we're not we're going to deviate from that no matter what well here we're what three race three four races in or something and we're already you know we find a, a part that's been repaired technically not the way it should be uh, they decided to stick to their guns they're going to set an example uh, I can tell you this it's sometimes it's just not fair it's a, you know you get get in these situations and you think I look at it from crew chief like the I compare it to this like when a wheel comes loose the crew chief gets fined I can promise you there's not a crew chief out there putting them tires on <laughs> or operating a jack or anything else so it's kind of like now, wait a minute, how am I supposed to be responsible for that? You know, now the jack man and the tire changer and everybody but the hot dog cooker gets gets fined and uh, points and all that stuff for when that happens. But it's just, it's kind of what they're, that, that's, that's, that's their deal. They draw a line in the sand and said, okay, when this happens, this is going to be the ramifications. And I understand both sides. I think it's, I think it has drawn the line in the sand that you know these guys know that okay no matter what we've got to you know we've got to find a way to stick to this to, to, to stick to these hard line so uh, I, I, I'd say you won't see Brad at least <laughs> fixing any more parts you know and it might put them in a hard spot because these things these things have been hard to get parts for as all society knows everything you know we can't even get a loaf of bread sometimes so um, it's 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 difficult and uh, I, I feel for everybody involved, but I think NASCAR is going to stick to their guns. This week, NASCAR comes here to Bristol for Bristol Dirt. We talked with Ricky. Obviously, this is a track like no other in NASCAR for both the drivers and the crews. Yes. Um, I, I was thinking about his answer about do you consider it a short track, and, and I can say this, at least in, in the truck series and in our world, our little community, um, we we think a mindset. We use a mindset that we we would have used on a short track probably 12, 15 years ago. That's more the mindset. The the kind of the arrow stuff is even way more less effective or less prioritized than even say Martinsville. So um, I, I know with the Cup cars, it's going to be a little bit different. Their their rules and their whole approach is way different than ours. But it is its own animal. Uh, the biggest thing is, Heather, it's like you can't really, it's, it's just hard to predict how the racetrack is going to change and then how the racing and how the car and the way the car drives and performs is going to change once the racetrack changes. So that's been, that, that's, that's been the, the head scratcher for most people. And I'm sure it's going to be on Sunday night down there for the cup race. There's, there's going to be a lot of people flipping coins to make decisions, you know. So it'll be interesting. It'll be good racing. Uh, I know the racetrack is going to do a fabulous job in the preparation of the track. There's, there's no doubt about that. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully uh, Mother Nature, Dave Dirks, can help us out uh -huh. here this week and have good weather all weekend. Looks like it's going to be pretty fair. So see what happens. Joining us now is Harris Burton, driver of the number 21 Ford for the Wood Brothers. First of all, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, absolutely. It's always it's always a blast. So I'm excited. All right. So I'm in Bristol. We are two and a half weeks from Bristol dirt. So let's talk some Bristol dirt. Um, obviously, you're a rookie. Um, did you run the truck race last year here? 
nope I, this will be my first bristol dirt race and they're throwing me to the wolves in the cup series so i'm excited <laughs> um so what what are your thoughts going into this this is such a, a different animal for uh for nascar drivers it really is you know and and uh what's really hard is the track is always changing right you've got a new configuration this year uh, but they take the track apart every time you go, and, and the next time you'll go back, it'll be concrete, right? So uh, it's it's going to be a different racetrack every time, and, and that makes your notes really, really hard to kind of build off of. And, and so I don't really have any, I guess, really any less experience than that many other guys. You know, I've, I've run dirt stock car races before, and uh, hopefully, you know, it'll be similar to that. I, I kind of know what to expect, and, and I can go from there, but... Overall, it's a uh, it's an exciting exciting race for the fans. Exciting for us to go try and figure it out, and and uh, you know it'll be a blast. You mentioned you've run some dirt races before. Are there things that transfer, like the way you control the car, or you know I don't I don't know. Are there things that, that transfer at all? Yeah, for sure. There's there's definitely things that transfer, and and uh, I think the overall mindset of dirt racing is, is certainly transfers. And, um, you know, you're always looking for moisture is one thing. And, and so as a driver, uh, when you can find that, you can find speed and, and you see that in the racetrack, you see what parts have moisture, what doesn't, um, you see what lines are getting kind of packed in. So there's, there's a whole aspect of reading the dirt. That was something that was kind of new to me when I first, you know, did it a few times in the truck series and, um, you know, it, it makes it really fun to try and figure out where the grip is and go find it. Um, and, and that's always a blast for sure. What, how special would it be for you to win at Bristol? I mean, I feel like the Wood Brothers have a, have a lure at Bristol because their original shop was not too far from here in Virginia, but they haven't had a ton of success here outside of Elliot Sadler. So how special would it be to, to do something great here at Bristol for such a historic team well it'd be special to win anywhere right but then when you add you add Bristol to that which is such a uh unique uh you know venue unique event unique fan base uh I won my first K&N race there which is now ARCA at Bristol and and so it was really cool to win at Bristol I felt like that was like a badge of honor like oh I could I won at Bristol that was that was awesome and then to do it in the dirt is something really completely unique because you know it's kind of a wild race it's an oddball race and so you have to go execute that weekend and learn really quickly on the fly and I think that's a cool that's a cool little challenge and so if you could go get it done that would be you know amazingly special for sure. I know you guys have had some terrible luck to start this season but you you pretty good most of the time when you look around and you see all these first-time winners and, and all these young guys does that give you I guess some confidence or some encouragement to say hey they're doing it why can't I yeah for sure I've raced all these guys right I've I've raced against Ross Chastain and Chase Briscoe and Austin Cindric. I've raced against them won races against them lost races to them uh, so I know I belong in that group right I've I've been toe to toe with those guys and and uh that's exciting to me like okay they, they figured it out they're winning cup races now and and there was a process for that right and uh for me I'm kind of the youngest of the bunch and so trying to figure it out you know kind of ahead of the curve and, and learn really really quickly 
uh, is, is good. I think it'll pay dividends in the long run, but right now it's frustrating, right? Cause you want to go out and, and win right away. Um, and the cup series isn't quite that easy. So I've got to put a lot of work in and, and I understand that. And uh, I'll go from there. For my final statement today, I want to talk about racing's good old days. I hear people talk about this all the time, right? Oh, racing was so much better in the 90s and 2000s, and racing was so great in the 70s, and blah, 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 blah. Let me tell you something about racing in the good old days, quote, unquote. It wasn't that good. Oh, there were great drivers, right? There were phenomenal drivers. The King, David Pearson, uh, Buck Baker, uh, go on and on and on and on Dale Waltrip and later later on but the racing was not good there were like six good cars and then everybody else was garbage they were field fillers you would end up sometimes at Bristol with one car on the lead lap two cars on the lead lap the winner would win by six laps there's not a single person on this planet that thinks that that is good racing and if you do I think you're not on this planet I don't know what to say I mean I don't think that it's entertaining to watch two drivers battle for 27th place 15 laps down. Because a lot of people will tell me, oh, but there were battles all over the track. Okay, for 27th place 15 laps down. I don't think that's entertainment. I've been banging this drum for years and I'm so happy that I've started to hear other people also banging this drum, which to be fair, they probably have been too. We just didn't know each other across paths or whatever the, the case may be. But the racing today is as good as it's ever been. You could take kids who have never run a dirt race. Let's take Daniel Suarez last year. Never been on a dirt car, never run a dirt race. Runs in the top five at Bristol on the highest series in racing, in the Cup Series. These guys are talented, and talented all up and down the field. Even the guys running at the back of the field, or quote-unquote field fillers, are way more talented than they were back in the day. So, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear anything about in the day and racing was so much better. There were a lot of things that were good about racing back in the day. Like I said, there were some really talented drivers, entertaining drivers. Maybe I'll grant you way more entertaining, way more personality than the drivers today. But the racing, the racing is much better. That'll do it for this week's edition of The Backstretch. We will see you this weekend at Bristol, hopefully. And we will definitely see you next week here on The Backstretch. Backstretch.